0: We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nehami, founder of Carmala Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of red and get comfortable. Every night is ladies night and We Are Women. This podcast episode is brought to you by Uplevel, the app that's redesigning the world for women. Head over to Uplevel.com, that's dot com to join the Uplevel network and learn how to accelerate your life professionally, personally, and financially. Apply now and get access to highly curated, female-focused, and ad-free content. Membership required. Download the Uplevel app on the App Store today. I am so excited for tonight's episode featuring Stephanie Younger, who is an actress and comedian with such great energy and hilarious sketches. I recently discovered her on Instagram and immediately reached out to her to come on the show. This episode felt like a conversation between two friends, and you'll soon hear. It is one of our most laid back, fun, light episodes. During this episode, Stephanie shared her journey, spoke about growing up and coming out of her shell to become the performer she is today. Stephanie also shared challenges she's overcome and the importance of believing in ourselves. She shared how humor plays a role in her everyday life and how her day-to-day life inspires her sketches. We also spoke about celebrity culture, the danger of putting other people on pedestals, and being assertive as women. I cannot wait for you to hear Stephanie's story. Be entertained and inspired.
1: I spoke Russian until I was six years old. My family um, came from Ukraine. I was the first one born here. Um, And I had, I'm an only child. I grew up with my mom and I had a, so I was actually innately very shy, very, very shy, like painfully shy, like the kid that was hiding behind her mom's legs. that like that was me. Like I was very, very shy, extremely sensitive, like everything used to make me cry. And then we moved to Miami. I was in, I was in Chicago. We moved to Miami when I was like seven and I didn't speak good English at all. I only was speaking Russian at home. And I needed to learn English. And I remember this one memory when I was in my first grade class. Her name was Miss Shapiro. And she was teaching us what sentences were. And I didn't understand, like, you know, when you hear what a sentence is, like, you, you don't, it's new information. You're like, that doesn't, why, wow, it's so structured. She's like, you have to put the period, the dot after the words. And I would just put a period after every word that I wrote. <laughs> And I remember she was like, No, that's not how you do it. And I felt so embarrassed. So my mom put me in theater, you know, just to kind of get out of my shell a little bit. And I really, you know, it's like the classic story like, you know, I came live on the stage, but like I really <laughs> felt like it was, it was, you know, the teacher took my mom's so idea. Like, she, she's really different when she's on stage. And I just fell in love. But I was always performing and stuff at home to my, to my family. But that was the first time it was Little Miss Joni's theater. That was what it was called. <laughs> I don't know. Why I just remember that, but that's how <laughs> I was like, as a kid, I was shy. And then, um, I kind of got out there a little bit.
0: Oh, that's so interesting that you got out of your shell and you, cause like now you're performing for thousands of people. It's so crazy. I like don't even
1: think of it that way because social media is kind of like so isolating. You know, like you do something at home, you post it, and you forget about it. But like, yeah, you're right. It's kind of it's it's funny. It's but but I loved it. I was always performing and things at home. I was really, really, yeah, I was really shy. I was really, really, very, very shy.
0: So is theater what really got you to like out of your shell and comfortable people?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like it just got me out of my I enjoyed being you know, whatever it was supposed to be in that character. I've always loved comedy. Like I remember, I remember I just wanted to make my mom laugh. It was like the best feeling in the world. And I was like, this is awesome. I just want to make everyone laugh. And I always loved comedy. And then in high school, I would write sketches and I fell in love with like Saturday Night Live when I was in middle school. And um, I was always in plays and the, 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 Lesbian societies, you know, all the nerdy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's great. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah,
1: I think like a lot of like, you know, like we're all kids on the inside. Like anyone who's a singer probably loved singing when they were a kid or a painter, even hairdresser, you know, always fascinated with hair. Like it, you're doing it for your whole life, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We definitely, I mean, that's always the beauty of like our childhood selves, like going back to that, because you, I I mean, at least I think like we we all knew what we wanted to be when we grew up, even if we couldn't articulate it, you know, like subconsciously. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for sure. Like there's some people like
1: that. I think it's like more, no, actually I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's some kids who really know what they want to do. And then others, like it just kind of life unfolds, which is also amazing.
0: Right, right. For sure. Yeah. So what, um, what inspired you like to go into the entertainment business?
1: Well, I always wanted to always, um, always wanted to be an actress. And then I was writing a lot and I just love the whole, I love it. I wish I didn't. I really wish I didn't because it's, it's a weird, um, business, but it is fun when it's like looked at, I think I'm in a very healthy place with it mentally now. Um, but I've always wanted to do it. I never thought that I was going to do it ever. I never thought that I was actually going to move to LA because it's so scary. Like it's, it's like you're jumping into a field that you have no idea what it's doing, how it works and at all. I worked every other job that you could like imagine to convince myself not to do this. Um, and it was just not enough. I, there was just a point in me after college where I was like, I, I, don't believe in living that type of a life of like wondering. I really believe in like, if you, if you're fortunate enough to be able to jump in, just do it. So that's, that's why I didn't just move to LA. I didn't, I knew like one, like two people. Seriously? Yeah. And my cousin, my cousin lives here and like um, my roommate. And then I knew some people like, you know, like not like best friends, but like, you know, some people like acquaintances, but I didn't really like. I didn't know anyone, wow, and when was this? I moved here at the end of twenty eighteen
0: okay, barely knowing anyone, and then how did that work from there? What did you do? Just
1: wing it, just, just try every day. I don't know, just I really believe like if you if you put action forward, um God will reward you, or the universe will reward you, you know whatever you believe in, but like I just was like. I had this quote on my wall before I moved and it was like leap and the net will appear. Yeah. And I just leapt and I'm still figuring it out. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I'm sure you're 20,000 followers. Um, <laughs> I, disagree, but I'm I don't wondering. know what I'm
1: doing, but, yeah. but, but I will say, this is the first time in my like career life. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but, um, that I feel like very mentally healthy and happy, like very, 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 because the first year here was very, very, very hard. Mentally, I was definitely not in a healthy space. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a challenge. Speaking of challenges. <laughs> right. it, it was, it was, it was really hard. It was, I was not in a good place mentally.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to be serious. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time being serious with you. Like, I, not smiling when we're talking. Because I'm a clown. I'm a clown. People are like dance, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But like, can you, you expand on that? Are you comfortable? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no.
1: Look, I can only speak on my experience. I'm definitely no expert, but the entertainment business is such a strange one. Granted, I haven't been in most other businesses in my life, but I like, for example, it's nonlinear, like in another job, you can start as an intern and then kind of work your way up. This one, you could be here for a month or you could be here for 10 years and you can it'll be a totally different journey. Like there's not one journey that you can look at and be like, oh, that's a guideline. Like it happens so differently. So just to like learn how to navigate this industry, it took me a year to really understand how it works. And then it took me a year to another year, um, which kind of was like in the pandemic as well. Like, what do I actually want to do? Should I do this? I got a different job during the pandemic, not because I wanted to leave, but there was no auditions. There was nothing happening And I wasn't doing, I wasn't creating on my own yet at that point. So I got a different job. And I remember I was so fortunate for that job. I worked for a great friend of mine, but I wasn't happy. Like I, not anything to do with the job. It's like when you're not following what you really want to do. And um, so that's like two years in at that point in the pandemic and stuff. And I wasn't creating. And then this last year, I was getting a lot of traction. I was getting more opportunities than I ever got before in twenty twenty one in regards to auditions and and getting really far in the audition process, but then not getting it. And it kept happening, getting so far in the audition process, meeting with people, people telling me you got the, you're gonna get like this, you're gonna test for this network and all this stuff, and then it wouldn't happen. And there was something inside of me. So this is now year three that just snapped. It just, but in a good way, not like in a, in a way that was unhealthy. Cause I, I already been through that. I kind of learned that lesson already. Like I went nuts. I, I really, really, I remember just like talking in my closet, like late. And I like, why, why was this for me? Why? I don't get it. What am I not seeing? I tried to like matrix things. I'm like, what am I doing? I was, I was really not mentally. Okay. Like all jokes aside, I really wasn't. That's why I think like all the mental health talk now is so amazing. But, um, so in this year three, um, something snapped and I was like, I'm going to do it myself. And I I've written so many things over the years and like, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but like, I didn't go to film school. So I'm like, I'm not a director. I'm not a writer. I didn't go to school. Who do I think I am? And, you know, I was so like mean to myself. Like, oh, I'm not an interviewer. I didn't uh, intern for Howard Stern or whatever. Like you can do it. And there's something that snapped and I started like developing projects. And when I started doing my own things, even social media, because it's such a great calling card. Like I, I was looking at it wrong. And now I'm looking at it like, As a great calling card, just a place to almost like test my material. This one you like, this one you don't, whatever. But this is my truth, whatever. Um, And I do mostly comedy on social media. But like, it's been great. Like, this year's definitely been the best because you, when you create, you create your own opportunities. And I really believe like when you start creating, there's like this energy like around you that's going to attract other creators, even you. Like uh, the fact that we're talking right now that it wouldn't have happened if I didn't do my own stuff because I would never have met Elon. And it's just crazy.
0: You are so right, by the way. That is such a great lesson that I really want all of our listeners to, to understand that you don't have to have like the background or the education or whatever it is to jump in to something that you're passionate about, you know? Yeah. I'm such a big supporter of life school. Like I really believe like, if you want
1: to do it, do it. Like you're going to fall on your face. I fall in my face. I'm, I'm trying a bunch of new things right now. It, who cares? Who cares? Like yeah. who cares? So it'll suck. So it'll be amazing. Who cares? It's about the journey. It's what you learn, what you put out. so for the next one so you know that like I think a lot of and speaking about myself I was I definitely have like perfectionist tendencies and that's also why I never was creating my own stuff because like it's just not good enough it's just not good then I see all these people creating stuff that some of them is amazing but some of it's like material and they're getting to do the things that I wanted to do and I'm like you know what though material or not they're doing better than me because they're just believing in themselves and putting putting themselves out there. And that's like half the process, I believe. Like 100%. not process, like half the journey. Just yeah. Yeah. believing in yourself, sounds so corny, but when you believe in yourself and you start putting your out there, like there's, people feel it. Like we're animals. We can feel when someone's scared. We can feel when, you know what I mean? Totally. I'm just learning all this now. I'm not preaching by any means, but like. You're sharing your experience. I'm just sharing my experience. Like as of today, December 16th, that's it. I don't mean to come (laughs) off preachy. But you're not. You're
0: not. Annoying. You're not coming off annoying or preachy at all. This is literally what I want. You're sharing this for everyone listening. I mean, you're take, take Stephanie's experience and words and bring really take it to heart because. Um, everyone has a dream. We all have dreams and some of them we jump on and some of them we, we don't, unfortunately. So this is, if you're here, this is, this is your sign, you know?
1: Yeah. Just do it. Like if you're fortunate enough, you have your health and you can do it. Just do it. Cause I always, since I'm a kid, since I'm a kid, I was like one of those like deep kids. I was like 10 years old and I was like Edgar Allan Poe is my life. You know, like I was like, (laughs) I was like one of those. Um, but there was something that always stuck with me. And I remember telling this to people when I was a kid, I'm like, we're all going to die. And they're like, that's so dark. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not in a dark way. It's actually in a really like flip it in a positive way. Like we're all not going to be here one day. So who cares? Just do it. You might be amazing. And sometimes you are amazing. And then you can do your next project and it's going to be terrible. Like who just do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Did you ever see
0: that video of Kyle Buff going, do it. Just no, do it. No. no. In your pants oh my god it, that's but
1: that's what I feel like I said I'm like do it like he's like going like this and it's oh so funny
0: <laughs> that's hilarious so yeah fun. well you just brought something up that I actually wanted to ask you about the comedians and their dark side you know they say that comedians all have a dark side more than more so than other people would you agree with that I like
1: I I, I can say yes but also like there are so many different types of people. Like there's so many different types of comedians. Like I feel like maybe, maybe that stereotype, not stereotype because it's true, but um, maybe that kind of cut on because you expect someone to always be funny who's doing comedy. And then like, you know, we're all human beings. Like life isn't always happy and funny. That's psychotic, you know? that's crazy if you're always happy and funny like you're not living sweetheart like go have a nice cry but like I don't know maybe because you're expecting that person to always be funny and then you know they're not I don't know I definitely feel like I have um I'm split in both ways like I definitely feel like I have a sad melancholy side (laughs) I'm an artist you know but I do feel like I have a lot of my brain works very like, um, like I can see things from two sides very easily. Like I can be very happy about something, but I can see how somebody can be upset about it. And it's not hard for me to like put myself in their shoes. I don't know that. So I feel like I could be very like, well, I feel this, but I also can feel that like, you know, like it's like split, but I definitely think there's beauty and sadness. Like, I think that there's nothing wrong to be sad and to feel sad and let yourself feel that way. It sucks, but it's also just like laughing. It's like a part of life.
0: Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Would you say that, you know, some like your hard times, well, I let me rephrase that. Would you say that that your sense of humor helps you get through the dark times and the hard times?
1: I think dark times gives you a better sense of humor. <laughs>
0: like I was I, gonna ask that first, then I switched <laughs> it around.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think both, both. I think you're absolutely right. Like I think, listen, everybody like we don't know each other obviously but like you know everyone's been through some hard things in life and definitely it makes you funnier like <laughs> you know like it makes you funnier if you can you know process it and make fun of it but also yeah like having a sense of humor in hard times like of course it's the only way to get through it
0: right right for sure so what inspires your ideas life i don't know <laughs>
1: just everyday everything can be an idea like everything is a, an idea it's how you want to like expand on it but everything can be a good idea everything
0: so do you like have your notes app open and you're like walking through life and you see something and you write it down or do yes. you just okay
1: <laughs> yeah i do that i do that um and it's great when i'm on the phone because you can like text talk now yeah yeah because my I'm so lazy now, and my fingers are like I'm tired of working. But when I'm writing it on my computer, like, can you text talk on a computer?
0: By the way, I think so, but I don't know how to do it. I think so mm-hmm. though on the Mac. I need to figure out because that would be great. Yeah, I think I think so because my computer always at like sometimes I'll start saying something and then it's like, please repeat that. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to type it. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I I would I would if my computer was like please repeat that I'm like I said.
1: I would repeat it. I would be very happy. That. Michael Peter is a lazy, middle-aged husband who doesn't ask me anything.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. Would you say that humor is therapeutic for you? Yeah. I just
1: feel like my life wouldn't be my life without hu- sense of humor. My brain is constantly, like, every conversation I have, I have, like, three things that I wanna say that I know are inappropriate, but in comedy, it's allowed. I don't mean inappropriate, like insulting or mean, but just, you know. Yesterday, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was at a holiday party. I was an ugly sweater party and I was sitting in a group of people. Mind you, I don't know a lot of people here. And the guy who was hosting the party, we're standing in a circle. They're all laughing. I'm like, what are you guys laughing about? He's like, I got the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. And like, without a second to breathe, I'm like, oh, did someone tell you size doesn't matter? (laughs) So so everybody started like this is how my brain works and everyone started laughing and he was like laughing too but then he was like I'm not going to tell you the real compliment he came up for later he was like that was so funny I love that like you know but like that's how my brain works that was that's how my brain works all the time I don't know what the question was do I find a therapeutic yes if I couldn't do it I'd be like not nah, I, I wouldn't be myself I really don't think so
0: right right you should just know it's so funny I was watching one of your videos last night and I was like trying to think I'm like is she always um, impersonating people or is it just like some of it just like made up? And I realized some of it's made up. And then I still have a question though, because me and my friend, we couldn't figure it out. I was like, that first of all, that harmonica thing with your husband, with your husband, I died. I watched it over, over and over again. I was like... to do another one of those, don't I? Those were, that was so funny. That's my favorite. He's my favorite. My husband's the best. No, but also like the way like your facial expression is like what you're like the whole time, it was just, um, it was amazing. So (laughs) was that like actual stomachs? I Googled that name and I'm like, I think she made it up. No. So I do like, so what I'm doing right
1: now is like, I do um, celebrity impressions and I'll do my own original characters. So that's just, you know, a character that I made up when one day I was like, what's an accent that no one would be able to place? Like nobody would know where this person is from. And then that's how that woman, well, that's how Freya Margulis was born. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for watching it. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Thank you for making it. I mean, literally, it's like, I'm telling you, Stephanie, it's so, it's, it's amazing when you find someone who like makes you laugh. And just like pick because it's it's literally like healing. You know what I
1: mean? But oh I can't believe it. You know, like I really, I I so appreciate that. Like I, I can't even, it's so hard for me to like truly process that, but you just made my day. Thank you.
0: Sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to know who are your female role models. Okay. Role models or like, um, people Person. that, cause
1: I learned when I was younger, cause I met someone that I used to look up to. She was not nice to say the least. So I, that taught me at a young age, to like never like idolize people, but I have a few people that I'm looking at right now. And I really, really, really admire what they've done in their careers and I, that's the trajectory that I want to go. And one of them is Phoebe Waller-Bridges. Do you know the show Fleabag?
0: I've heard of it, yeah.
1: So she's a creator. She's a star. She's such, she's just a boss. And I really like what she did.
0: That's great. Yeah, can we talk about something that you just mentioned a few minutes yeah. ago, which is about having female role models looking up to people not really knowing them and then meeting them and being unimpressed. I think that's a really important point because a lot of women, we look up to people, other women, and it's it's important to, to kind of like put it into perspective and to, and to really be aware of like what exactly you're, you're admiring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, because you don't know the person. Like, like what people do with their careers and stuff, of course, like we can see from an outside eye, but like you don't know the person. They can be the best person and they could be, you know, not such a great person. And I learned that at a young age, You know, thank God because I feel like, especially in my business, like if you are idolizing people, that could be really dangerous, or idolizing a certain position that could be dangerous. Because at the end of the day, like if you're not happy and doing what you love, like it doesn't really mean anything anyway. Also, why are you idolizing a person like they go to the bathroom just like the rest of us do? Like, who cares? I it's different, like looking up to someone, and of course, like you love someone, I get it, but like. I don't like idolize people because sometimes they're really (laughs) like, and and I don't, you know, I don't know. But it's that being said, like, I really, really, really look up to how certain people pave the way for other creators, actors, musicians, like there's certain people that are trailblazers. And like, those are the people that I really think like, you're brave, you're amazing. That's cool. I want to do that.
0: Yes. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that there's this like, I'm trying to I love of, like, Ali
1: Wong as well. Sorry. Ali Wong. <laughs> she is one of my favorite comedians of all time. She's so smart. I love her. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many people that I love, but
0: yeah. Right. No, I, I think that it's, um, well, and I think the fact is that we live in this society where we put people on pedestals and it's very dangerous. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. It's and
0: stupid. And literally every, every arena, like there's people, you, you can look up to people that's great for inspiration and, you know, stuff like that, but but to like idolize and put people on a pedestal that gets dangerous.
1: Right. I totally, I, I totally agree. Totally. You can get inspired. Yes. Or
0: like, you know, Elon, for example,
1: he inspires me, but I also, you know, I'm getting to know him personally and personally, he's an awesome human being. So like, I do want to emulate what he's doing yes. because I know, you know, who he is. I met his family, like, versus there's some people
0: that I've had the chance to meet that aren't so nice. Right. We're <laughs> going to leave names out but yes Exactly. exactly. No, you're totally right. And, and I just wanted to like have that as a second, like, Lesson, you know, what, not a second, like as one of the important um points that we're bringing out during this interview, because especially as someone like you who's who's been surrounded by a lot of people that and you've met people that people might be like idolizing and just like take down a notch you know,
1: yeah, there's some, yeah, it's like how people are with I feel like celebrities are really weird. like when you actually think about it, like imagine if we were aliens and we came down to this earth and we saw how people were like obsessed with celebrities in a way. And I get it. Like, you know, it's entertaining and I'm not bashing it, but also, you know, people are just people. Yeah. And not to sound corny, but like, you know, there's firemen, there are teachers in my life. I had amazing teachers that I still keep in touch with today. And, um, there, there are people that we should look up to, too. I don't know. Celebrity culture is really weird. I feel bad for really famous people. Like I feel bad for, for not feel bad, but I can like empathize with Justin Bieber. I feel like that man does not have the easiest life. Like even though he's super successful and, you know, you don't need to ever worry about, you know, financial problems he has the luxury to create what he wants to create. Right. So like, there's like that amazing part, but like the guy can't go out for a beer. He can't. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a video of him like yesterday of him, like talking to a paparazzi. He's like, dude, you already got a video of me. Why are you, you know, I'm trying to just walk around and I, I don't know why I saw it yesterday. Like my heart broke for him. I was like, Oh my God. Like, can you imagine just walking out? You can't walk out of your eye. Yeah. I can't imagine that. That's 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 crazy. Yeah,
0: it is crazy. It's like next level.
1: He's like a kid. Like one day he was a kid, like just like all of it. And then one day he can't walk outside and he's not the only one, but I just saw this video yesterday and it like broke my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Safi, let me ask you the last question that I ask everyone, which is what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with?
1: Honestly, like so much like the first thing that comes to my mind is um you know like inequality in the sense of like payment I I think that's so crazy that women get paid less than men still in some like that is just so ancient I hope that that not even in the next generation I hope it just goes away yesterday um (laughs) you know what I really hope that And this is something that I felt like when you're assertive as a woman, you're looked at as bitchy or bossy. And I really hope that we normalize, you know, not being just always happy and cute. And Hey, I really wanted to talk to you. No, like, I need to talk to you about something. This is what's going on. I did not like the last meeting that happened about X, Y, and Z. Like, I hope that that just gets normalized that a girl can be a boss just as much as a man without having the stigma of, whoa, she was so aggressive, versus if a man was talking that way, he would be like, wow, he's so powerful. So I I feel like that shift is slowly happening. And just to be more, like, confident in ourselves and our decisions, I feel like, you know, in so many instances, especially now, women – might not be believed or are you sure you know you're constantly asked I hope that we become you know more assertive you don't need the presence of you know a man behind you support like you we can do it ourselves I really hope that gets normalized I don't know if what I just said
0: like makes sense
1: in words
0: because in my head (laughs) I saw all of it but it makes total sense no I, I I love that and and I hope so too yeah
1: Yeah. I just hope like in the world, I felt so uncomfortable. I've only recently started like seriously taking my life into my own hands and making uncomfortable phone calls where I'm not like, Hey guys, so do you mind if we have a quick chat? And I'm not saying to be rude. I'm just saying sometimes when you talk straight, I've had so many times people ask me, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm not, but like, why are you asking me that? If my husband were to say that, they'd be like, sir, yes, sir. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I just hope that that goes away. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Stephanie. I really appreciate you sharing your story and coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for asking me. I